0: when the replay official did not stop I, I'm the game. not going to comment on that. I'll get fined for the rest of my life if I get commented on that.
1: We had a great belief in our locker room. We didn't have to do anything special, just be us. I was so proud of this team. We had so much fun, it ought to be legal. Coach Harris, talk. Is that something you just ignore? Yeah, yeah, you, you ignore because one week you're getting fired and the next week you're going to take another job. And I'm worried about the darn SEC West Championship. And so, yes, to answer your question. I'm the man to go get it done with this staff, with this team, with this program. There's not anybody left standing after 2015. All right, I am. And I know what it takes. You build in together, you fight together, and you go find a way to get it done. That's iron sharpening iron. That's the way this thing's got to work, man. We've got to know and understand that it's got to be about competition. I'm going to tell you something. I want to go tell our story. I, I'm tired as hell of turning on ESPN and Sports Center and people getting the pick what the hell they want to say about us. We got a bunch of young guys that came here for a damn reason. I want to tell our story on national television. I'm tired of people talking about us. I want to go tell our story. That's why the hell we're all here. So we can tell our story. We're coming. We're coming. And we ain't backing down. Gas control. Everybody just do your job. You understand that?
2: Welcome in to the latest episode of that. SEC podcast. I'm your host Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to you big Tennessee homer.
0: (laughs) Hey, buddy, what's going on?
2: Hey, Shane. Uh, Not much. I hope the listeners enjoyed that new preview. Uh, We wanted to, you know, we've been meaning to do that for a little while. We've had some people suggest Trying to mix it up a little bit. Want to, you know, we pride ourselves, Shane, on being a podcast that hits on all the teams. Yeah. So now we have two intros. Essentially, we're just going to swap them out every other day, probably. But uh, we want to have as many coaches represented there. So uh, if you like the old one, that'll be back on the next podcast. We just we don't want to. Uh, thank you. We we totally moved away from that one, but just wanted to make sure we got all the teams represented. But uh, beyond that, Shane. Just ready to make some picks for this week five slate. Not as large as last weekend here, but we still got some good games. I'm ready to break it down. How about you, Shane?
0: Yeah, buddy. I like that intro, and I'm ready to get into some football. Hey, Tissy can't lose this weekend. That's good. <laughs> oh, 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 but my bets can. <laughs>
2: All right, Shane, so before we make our official predictions here, uh, we do have one FCS game, and that's, of course, Towson at Florida. Uh, So we're not going to make an official against the spread pick because uh, there's not one that's nationally recognized here for Towson, Florida. But uh, we're both picking Florida to win, obviously. What's one thing that you'll be having your eye on with the Gators?
0: If Florida's going to have a shot to compete in the East, Mike, they have got to get this running game figured out. And I know this is a FCS team. They're, they're, there's going to be no question who wins this thing. But with a team like this – I expect to, at least 200 yards rushing from the Florida Gators. If we don't get it, then shame on them.
2: That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll stick to something similar. It's not quite the running game, but I'll be kind of interested to see Emory Jones see how many snaps he gets in this one. You got to figure that he's going to see quite a bit of action in this one, just in case you know they're they're about to hit a stretch. Shane Auburn, they got LSU. They got Georgia coming up here in about a month, so mm-hmm. uh, these are three of the next four games they got. They need. I'm not saying uh, you know Kyle Trask can't get it done, but I would imagine they're going to use both these guys as long as Emory Jones has taken that next step. So I, I got my my eye on him this weekend, and also just want to see. It sounds like C.J. Henderson. There's a chance he plays this week. I don't know. They may hold him out for that Auburn game. That would probably be the smart thing, but just kind of keep an eye on the injuries there.
0: Well, you know, I just think, you know, going into the, that juggernaut schedule you're talking about, man, if they don't get the running going, and let's just, let's just say it's just not in the cards, then you put somebody like Emery in that can at least create things with his legs. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying because if you can't get the rushing going, you still need to have some sort of X factor back there if you're going to compete against some of these big dogs they got coming up.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right, Shane, so you ready to get to some Week 5 picks? Let's do it.
0: Gambling? What's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win.
2: Not only am I picking Toledo to cover, I'm picking Toledo to win outright. Cash yeah, kick your ass if he heard you say that. <laughs> not, well, he kicked my ass regardless. <laughs> like exactly. That. They're going to beat the
0: brakes off Miami, you watch Mike, if Florida wins this damn game, I will sing the fight song Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening, brother. Yeah, orange and blue waving forever,
2: forever pride. Old Florida, may she droop. Me. I'm joking here. I, I forgot to hit record, so you got to do that again. Are you shitting me? No, I'm recording it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane. So we're going to start here with the Vanderbilt game. They're hosting Northern Illinois and the Commodores are a six and a half point favorite. This is going to be a noon Eastern time, 11 a.m. Central time kick on the SEC network. Who do you like in this one, Shane? Oh, Mike, I think that, I think they're wrong on this spread, man. I think
0: Vanderbilt's been dealt some pretty tough games here to start the season. I mean, think about it they played lsu they've played georgia Mm -hmm. everybody's writing them off i think this is when vanderbilt gets back on track i've got them getting their first victory this year 28 northern illinois 10.
2: so i got them covering the spread Ooh, i like that shane and yeah vanderbilt the only sec team without a win heading into week five of course they've had the bye week they've had the tough games like you said you know they'd have they'd have a couple wins if they were playing Northern Illinois and Towson and Georgia yeah. State and all these squads early. So uh, they just got a rough deal with the schedule. So I don't think they would be winless at this point had they got these cupcakes out of the way early. I'm kind of with you. We saw the sparks there last week on their offense. Uh, they really got they've really started to get Keyshawn Vaughn going, and that's huge for them. Yeah, I think Riley Neal at this point is no longer. You know, he's not going to win them the game, but he's not going to kill them either. So, Mm -hmm. the main thing that I'm going to be having my eye on here, Shane, this Vanderbilt defense kind of been, there was the Purdue game, then obviously the LSU game. They've really kind of started to fall apart, and that's... I mean, that's supposed to be Derek Mason's specialty. So they need to get this this unit going in this game. Uh, I'm going to pick Vanderbilt to win and cover like you, uh, but I don't think they're going to hold Northern Illinois to 10. I'm going Vanderbilt 30, Northern Illinois 17. So it's still a cover, still got Vanderbilt winning, but uh, I, I got to see a little bit more from this defense before I think they can hold a FBS team to 10. Okay. All right, Shane, sticking here with the other noon game out of the SEC, Texas A&M and Arkansas, Shane. This is obviously uh, going to be on ESPN national coverage here from AT&T Stadium there, the home of the Dallas Cowboys. And the Aggies, Shane, favored by quite a few here, 23 points. And how about this, Shane? <laughs> they're shaking, <laughs> They're shaking it up down there in Fayetteville. <laughs>
1: putting that game behind you but also taking the lessons with you for the players
0: Well I think it's a lesson learned from everybody on that, that regard and, and where our program is and is that you know we've got you got to learn to deal with with success as you deal with adversity and uh, and how you prepare and it's and, and you know once once something happens good or bad you've got to put that behind you and you got to be able to prepare and lock in and it happens across college football each and every week. And if you're not ready, you'll get your tail kicked, and and we got beat, and so we can mope about it or we can do something about it, and that's the only thing that matters right now is how we're going to respond because of it,
2: and um, we've had a great week or great day yesterday. I anticipate a great day at practice today, and we're going to go down there Saturday and we're, we're we're going to give everything we got. Old John Chavis moving up to the box. Remember last last season he started in the box. They were having struggles. They brought him back down to the field. Now they're kicking it back up to the box. They're trying wherever they can down there in Fayetteville to, to get this thing going. Uh, who do you like in this matchup? Chief, oh, Chief's getting some exercise this week, ain't he? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you know, the biggest shame of this game is the fact it's played at noon. You know, this thing should have – they should have flip-flopped Florida here. There's no reason that we should be seeing Towson at four. But, anyway, I didn't make the schedule. But I've got – you know, there's there's a lot riding on this game, man. I, the, the fact that it's an early – what is this? This will be technically an 11 o'clock game over there, right? Correct. Yeah, so I think it's going to be one of those early games. I, I think uh, Arkansas, Coach Morris, that crew, I, I think they're playing with a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder, and I'm afraid the Aggies are going to kind of look over this Arkansas team because – this Arkansas team, as much as I've, I've bashed them here in the last few weeks, they've got some talent, man. They got some talented receivers. They've got one, probably one of my favorite. I'm, I'm telling you what, this tight end, this O'Grady, is legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got weapons on that team. Not saying that Arkansas is going to win this thing, but I definitely think the spread is enticing if you're a gambler. So I've got the AM Aggies winning. 27, Arkansas 21. Ooh. I think, and, and I've got it kind of a lower scoring game because I think I think Jimbo still, he's not going to be happy with the rush performance they had last week. This is something they got to get going. So I've got the score a little bit lower than than a lot of the experts do out there, but. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. I think we try to get Spiller going. We try to get this ground game going. And then next thing you know, it's like, wait a minute, we got to win this game. So that's just what I'm thinking is going to happen uh, Saturday. Of course, I may be totally wrong.
2: Well, Shane, about halfway through your spiel there, I thought you were going to pull a stunner and pick the Razorbacks because you made a lot of good points. It's hard to disagree with a lot of what you said. And going back to that San Jose State game, I know the Arkansas fans are over it probably, but uh, you know that's one that's going to haunt them and i think it's going to haunt them because by season's end i'm not necessarily thinking that arkansas is going to be you know a lot of people think they may be like 2 and 10 once again mhm i've kind of like you hit on there they got a lot of talent i've already said this on the podcast this week that, you know it's pretty hard to throw five interceptions and still almost win a game but they almost managed to do that and i i just really think it boils down to the fact they overlooked that san jose state team coming off the big win over Colorado State I think they just kind of thought they could show up and beat that team obviously they're not going to think that about Texas A&M you got guys like Nick Starkle and Rakeem Boyd used to play for Texas A&M you know they're going to be locked in Mm -hmm. and I just like the fact that uh, you know not only moving Chavis up to the box but Arkansas they're mixing things up on the coaching staff and flip it over to the Aggie. Shane 23 point favorite I think the only way in a conference game that you can really do that. It's one of two ways. Uh, Either you have a dynamic passing attack like LSU or an Alabama, which we've Mm -hmm. not seen from the Aggies, or you have a dominant rushing attack where once you get that two score, three score lead, you can just rely on your ground game and just, basically wind the clock down and we've not seen that from the Aggies either so right I've got it right there with you Shane I'm officially scared because we're we're basically (laughs) two for two here on our picks I also think Texas A&M is (laughs) going to win this game but I like Arkansas to cover this is probably my favorite bet of the week here 23 points is just too much for this game I like Texas A&M 35 Arkansas 17 so not not quite as close as you do, but I just don't really think this game's gonna be a blowout. I just don't think uh I don't think the Aggies are good enough to blow out this Arkansas team. Let me ask you, Mike, do you think like I, I think you're right. I think Arkansas
0: was looking forward to this game. Mm-hmm. You know, and they got caught sleeping and it and it bit 'em, you know, just like we've seen other teams do
2: this year. But, I'll take it a step further. Sorry to cut you off, but I think the same thing happened with Arkansas week one. I know it was the season opener, but against Portland State, I think yeah. they were locked in looking at an old Miss. I, I've been yeah. hearing all off season from people, even on the staff there, that was the game that they really thought they could win, get some momentum going. Obviously, they didn't do that, but I think that's kind of why they struggled against Portland State, and that's when you have a really young team, this is a, an issue that you're going to have. And that's what scares me about Texas A&M. You know,
0: I'm afraid they're going to be hungover. You know, they just got beat by Auburn. I mean, they got physically dominated up front. And I think there's going to be a little bit of a lull you know, and they don't have an FCS team to, to, to bounce back with here. This is an Arkansas team that was looking at these guys all along. So Mm -hmm. when you see that large point spread, the fact this game's played at 11, I mean, there's just so many factors. Uh, that's, that's why I'm, I'm more scared about putting money on this game. If I'm a, you know, if I just, there's just so many factors, man.
2: Yeah. And how about this angle, Shane? So, Obviously, Texas A&M 2-2 on the season. I believe they're still ranked in both polls right around like 22-23, something like that. Have we honestly – now, I'm not trying to downgrade the Aggies here because their two losses were were the top ten teams. But have we seen anything this season from Texas A&M that that truly says they're a top 25 team, or is that just because they were ranked highly coming into the season and and they're still ranked?
0: Yeah, that's – you know, that's crazy. I've never really thought about that, you know. I just think that it was a, a preconceived notion that they should be there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we chalk up Clemson because it was Clemson. But this uh this Auburn game, you know, there's a lot of people that were predicting A and M to win this thing, and especially in the offseason. You right. know, that that this was uh this was not gonna be a contest. What was gonna be a contest was the Clemson, LSU, and you know, Maybe out and of course Alabama. You know, mm-hmm. this wasn't on their list of teams to worry about. So, I'm not saying we're we're in full blown panic down there in Texas A&M, but I will say a game like this writes the ship, man. This is when you you need to come out and, and put fix your problems. You know, because you do got tougher teams ahead. But if they let Arkansas hang in this thing. Yeah,
2: I think we're going to be seeing a different narrative come uh, Saturday. Well, Shane, let's step away from our picks here for just a second here to tell the listeners about mybookie.ag. That SEC podcast proudly presented by mybookie.ag, and if you go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code that SEC, that's T H A T S E C, mybookie.ag will match your first deposit of up to $1,000 for all our listeners. So that's pretty cool right there. So go over to mybookie.ag. Make sure you fade Shane's picks. That's the key to our breakdown here. But uh, And not only can uh, you bet the games outright against the spread here at mybookie.ag, but you can do parlays, three-team, five-team, ten-team. I always recommend three-team personally. I think those are the easiest ones to cash in on there. And how about this, Shane? At mybookie.ag, you can actually go at halftime, if you're losing your bet, Bet the other side, kind of cover both angles there. That's one of the best things about MyBookie.ag. So, again, use the promo code that SEC over at MyBookie.ag. That's T-H-A-T-S-E-C. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Jackpot. All right, Shane, so let's kick it over to the CBS SEC Game of the Week here. Ole Miss at Alabama, 3.30 Eastern. 2:30 Central, and and how about this, Shane? This is unbelievable. Alabama, 38 point favorite, and before we make this pick, Shane, let's uh, kick it over to Matt Luke talking about uh, Matt Corral, the latest on their starting quarterback, and then Nick Saban. He had an interesting comment here that uh, I was just thought it was kind of comical.
1: Uh, I think he has thrown some, but not in live drills yet. No, not in the team in the team drills. You know, it always uh, amazes me. Uh, that I read these articles about people who make great comebacks. You know, they get behind by, you know, when Buffalo got behind Houston, like 35-3 to or whatever, and then they came back and won the game. And, you know, the players say, well, I just forgot about the scoreboard and I really got focused on the next play and I was in the moment and, you know, I started playing better. And I always wonder to myself, you know, why does something bad have to happen to get behind by 35 points before you ever—why didn't you just start out that way? Why didn't you prepare that way? Why, why did something have to bad have to happen for you to, you know, get to that place where you can compete and focus and do things at a very high level where you have a b- better chance to have success? So, um, obviously, it's important that our guys have enough maturity that. Uh, we don't need something bad to happen for that to happen.
2: All right, Shay. So Saban, I think the issue—I'm not even sure why he went there on his latest <laughs> presser, but uh, I think he's just baffled at the fact that you can be down 35 points in a ball game. Nick Saban don't know what it's like to be down by a single point here.
0: <laughs> oh man, Saban's been so far removed from losing, it's ridiculous. You know, uh, this—you know—the thing about this game that intrigues me. Is when you think about Ole Miss and Alabama, it's hard not to think about those Hugh Free days. You know, just right. uh, there was just some of the some of the craziest games you ever seen was between these two. And and I say that because Saban's not used to losing, but I think that makes him hate this team just a little bit more than some of the other teams in the SEC. You know, I, I remember last year we were talking up Ole Miss. We were like, you know, this is going to be a uh, a barn burner, a shootout. You know, there's going to be 100 points scored in this game. And the next thing you know, it's like 40 to zero at half or something. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just think, I think Ole Miss, if it was any other team, could be a team that Alabama would overlook. But Saban's done that before and it's burned him in the past. So I think he's going to have those boys ready. Uh, it doesn't help with the quarterback situation, um, you know. I, I'm not saying that that Matt was going to come up here and light up Alabama, but somebody like him—I don't know if he's
2: going to play. I really—I I mean, from Luke, do you think he's going to play? No, I don't think so. I think he's going to sit this one out. I think even if he was, you know, borderline ready to play, they don't want to get him killed here against Alabama. Yeah, yeah. So I just—I don't know.
0: I'm, I'm going to stay clear of betting on this game. But I, I do think Alabama rolls a man. I think it's 44, Ole Miss 14. I got Ole Miss covering the spread, but I'm not confident in that at all either. It would not surprise me if Alabama
2: takes the over on this. All right, Shane, I love that pick. You finally you finally made a good one, Shane, because I got Alabama covering, and now that's basically my lock of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Last, awesome. last week, Shane, I mean, this Ole Miss, they couldn't stop these Cal receivers that look like, you know, some of the slowest tight ends we have in the SEC. They couldn't shut down these guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe Ole Miss, they came out with a hot start on defense. You know, they've their numbers have been hit by scholarship reductions in, in years past. And I'm just wondering if, You know, maybe they really gave it everything they had there at the beginning. They looked really good on defense to start out, but I just don't know if they've got the numbers and they're already starting to wear down because that Cal team, I mean, they, coming into last week, that was not even a respectable offense. And it's not like they scored 50 or 60 on Ole Miss, but, I mean, they went up and down the field on them like it was nothing. In the passing game, so I'm just scared to death of what two and these receivers are gonna do. Now it looks like they the Rebels are gonna start a true freshman in his first game ever. Uh on that with the Ole miss unit that uh, you know I'm not sure they have much confidence in their offense right now. They got pieces, but the offensive line, the receivers maybe can't create separation at times. I just think this is going to be very, very difficult for Ole Miss to move the ball, and it's going to be incredibly difficult for them to stop these receivers. So that's just obviously a recipe for disaster, and I'm starting to see why this is the largest line in Ole Miss history. Uh, I like Alabama 55, Ole Miss 10. So I like uh, the Crimson Tide to cover this one, but, you know, this many points, I'm not too confident about it, but I just kind of got to go with it.
0: Because <laughs> I went the under, I like it exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, there there's some things that that could happen in this game. First off, Alabama just hasn't been able to find that rushing attack. Now they've had games where they've you know come away with over 100 yards rushing, but I, I still don't think it's up to Saban's standard, and he wants to get that right. Uh, and on the flip side of the coin, I don't think Luke wants these guys to score 50 points on them. So I'm not saying they're playing pre prevent defense, but I don't think, I don't think Alabama is going to be facing a lot of eight men in the box either. You know, they're, they're going to want to, I don't know, keep the, the receivers, keep that passing attack in front of them. That's the formula for a lower sport, a lower point game. Now here I did say 44 points. But you keep Alabama at 44, yeah, I think uh, I think that's going to be all right.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, Shane, let's jump to the night games here, uh, starting with Kentucky at South Carolina. This going to be a 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central kick on SEC Network. And the Gamecocks favored by three points, Shane. And I mm-hmm. do want to make this note, because this came out on Thursday, but to carry on Joyner, the backup quarterback slash wide receiver for the Gamecocks, he is out for this game. Uh, he's hurt his hamstring, and I don't think this is going to be a serious injury, but obviously bad enough to hold him out of this one. I think I think I read somewhere where it's kind of precautionary, where they don't want to injure him further. Uh, so that could be potentially a loss. And uh, before we make these picks, Shane, let's kick it over to Mark Stoops, who, similar to Chad Morris, So these Wildcats are are mixing things up this week in Lexington.
1: Mark, South Carolina is going to come out with their backs against the wall. You've been in that position before. What did you do this week to make sure your team matches their intensity? Yeah, we we can't worry one bit about what they're going to do or not do. You know, so it's about us. Um, You know, we have a lot to prove uh, coming off last week's performance as well. So uh, we're really just concentrating on ourselves and making sure we're having a great week of preparation. Um, you know, we tweaked a few things this week, and as far as our prep, I'm not going to get into any of that. It's nothing earth-shattering or much different or anything like that. But uh, but the guys have been good. They, we've had a good week, and uh, we just got to go down there with a strong mindset and play a play a much cleaner game than we did a, a week ago. All right, Shane, did you hear that in the background?
2: Sound like a Gamecock <laughs> up there in Lexington? <laughs> Man, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know where they hold these damn pressers, Shane. But they need to get the damn birds and animals and all this shit. They need to get it away from the mic when Mark Stoops is at the podium. <laughs> I love it. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't know uh, about the bird sanctuary thing here, Mike. But I do know one thing. There's only one dominant one and three team in the country, and you know what bird that is? That's
2: a gamecock right there. That's
0: the fighting gamecock, son. I haven't heard anything come out about Helensky. I Have you?
2: No, sir. I, just, I hear he's good, but that's kind of the same thing they were saying entering last week. You know what?
0: The thing that intrigues me about this game is what are you good at? What are you not good at? Okay? So Kentucky is good at stopping the run. Okay? They're not good at stopping the pass. The secondary – Is not good, my friend. I mean, I don't know how many how many they haven't really been tested yet, and I'm afraid that's going to get exposed Saturday. And what is South Carolina good at? They're good at stopping the run. Kentucky's good at running, but they're good, they're 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 pretty good at stopping the run. Mm -hmm. So when I when I'm looking at this I just think that South Carolina is good in the right areas where Kentucky's not. And I just, I feel like something you hit on a couple of weeks ago, Kentucky's in a spiral right now. They need, they're grasping at straws. They need to get back to fundamental football. And I just don't think they do it. I think we, they catch their self again, throwing 40 times. And that's just something you cannot do at the Kentucky uh, university. So, I said all that to say this, Mike. I've got South Carolina winning this game thirty-eight, Kentucky twenty. Ooh, big big spread there. Yeah, I think I think this is gonna be a big Edwards game. Mm-hmm. I, I it wouldn't it
2: would not surprise me if he
0: has 150 yards receiving in this thing.
2: Well, how wild would it be, Shane, when you consider the fact Will Muschamp noted a defensive coordinator? His coaching life may come down to the elbow of a true freshman quarterback here because Helensky, if he has another game like he had last week against Missouri, I don't think the Gamecocks can get this done, particularly with Joyner out. Uh, now they're moving, from what I understand, Shane, they're moving a receiver back to quarterback. He's going to be the backup quarterback this week. <laughs> so they're hurting here. So uh, will this team respond? That's going to be the big question mark. And South Carolina does not have a game next week. So if they drop this one and they drop three in a row here and they're going into two weeks of it talking about it, man, I just don't know if we'll must champ. I know I'm saying they shouldn't pull the plug on them, and I believe that, but I just think it's the noise is going to get insane if they don't get this one done. So these players have got to step up. I think they'll respond for their coach and then flip it over to the other side, Shane, Kentucky, you know I don't like to hear when these coaches in the middle of the season talking about mixing things up and all this. Uh, that's that's a danger sign to me. Uh, that's that to me is kind of like grasping at straws, like you said. And mm-hmm. we got uh, Sawyer Smith who looked like an All American for about half a game there against Florida, and then his game has just fallen off a cliff. Where yeah. would Ke- where would Kentucky be, Shane, if some of these quarterbacks stuck around? So I think they were the real loser this off season. It turns out with these quarterbacks leaving and. You know that that's the sad part of college football right now, where particularly if you're a quarterback and your your number's not getting necessarily called or you're not promised anything, you're leaving. Uh, we yeah. got we got two Kentucky guys should be starting in this game, and I'm I'm not saying that Sawyer Smith isn't good, but I think he's banged up and. I think it's just a lot to ask this young man to go on the road and beat some of these SEC teams. We saw that last week. He couldn't do it. I don't think he gets it done again. I like South Carolina to win this game and to slightly cover. I think it's going to be closer, much closer than you do. I got South Carolina 27, Kentucky 23. But this game, to me, is going to come down to Halinsky and him bouncing back. He's got to be healthy in this one. If not, I think it could be disaster there in Columbia.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you on this. It, it, if you take out a few of those turnovers, a few of those boneheaded plays against Missouri, they're right there in it. Uh, Alabama's Alabama, man. And, of course, we're not going to count North Carolina because this wasn't Holinsky. So I, I, I don't think they're that bad of a team. I just think that they've been dealt some pretty bad cards. And I'm not saying that this game is a must win, but when you listen to Coach talk in the – you know, in the press there, uh, that yeah, it feels like a must-win. You know what I'm saying? It feels like he's got his back against the wall, and that people are expecting him to, to, to win or do something, or he's going to be looking for a job. So, I think that is going to uh, ease into the players there, ease into the players, and then they're going to uh, take it out on the field. So, I, like I said, I don't think it's a must-win, but I think they're ha- they're going to have that attitude this Saturday. And uh they they're, they're going to open it up, man. This offense is going to be opened up.
2: And last thing I'll note on this game, Shane, I know Kentucky's got a big winning streak in this game. I think it goes back 6 years if I'm not mistaken.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I would say Kentucky was picked against every single one of those if I had to yeah. if I had to think sure. back to it. So, uh if you're a Kentucky fan, if you're a Wildcat going into this game, it's business as usual. Take care of business. Uh, just defeat the Gamecocks. and uh, Let them pick against you because they've been doing it every time. And it's been wrong every time. So <laughs> we could both be wrong here. But that would be my message to Kentucky if I'm Mark Stoops. All right, Shane, final game we got on the docket. Like I said, this is kind of a slim week here. But uh, the 7 o'clock ESPN, 6 o'clock Central Time game between Mississippi State at Auburn, the Tigers are a 10-point favorite. This this line's been hovering around ten and a half, ten. I think it opened at nine. Uh, who do you like in this matchup? Real quick, Mark. Yes, sir. Who's who's Auburn got next week? Uh, Auburn next week is Florida at Florida.
0: Okay, and who's Mississippi State got next week? Just curious.
2: They are off next week. Okay. But then they have Tennessee.
0: <clears throat> okay, off two weeks in a row. Got it.
2: <laughs> Just kidding.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Mike, you know this is this is the game of the week, brother. Uh, Auburn is legit. I, I've, I've i bashed them all off season, but I'm telling you what, it's on. It's four four games in, going into five. You know, I, I'm starting to become a believer of uh, the war Dam Eagles down there. I'm also a believer of this quarterback for Mississippi State. Okay, I I love this kid, and I, I'm sure if you've listened to this pod at all. The bearded trader is my new favorite player. I don't know what it is. It's just something about the kid makes me think that this is a this is this is going to be a good thing for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Now the problem is he's a freshman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you're going to Auburn, and these guys are pumped up. You want to talk about an electric atmosphere? For, at the, his
2: his first road game.
0: Yeah, and, and this is going to be an electric. At- I mean, these guys. Auburn fans, you talk to an Auburn fan right now, they're talking playoffs, man. That's where they're at right now. Mm-hmm. So you think there's not going to be some buzz going on in that stadium when, uh, oh, the bearded trader comes in? Absolutely. But the thing about this game that intrigues me the most is what I saw last year with Joe. You know, Joe had... He had this team figured out. He he knew what he needed to do. Uh, He needed to get his quarterback going. He had over 200 yards rushing. I don't think Auburn's going to let that happen, but if it were to happen, the Bearded Trader's fully capable of running up and down this field. The Bearded Trader. (laughs) (laughs) I said all that to say this, though, Mike. I think Auburn wins this game, but I think Mississippi State makes it a ball game. I think this thing comes down to the fourth quarter and it may come down to the last two or three drives, but I've got Auburn edging Mississippi state 28 Mississippi state
2: 21. Mm. All right. So you got the bulldogs covering. I like that pick yep. Shane. Now for me, the difficult thing picking these Mississippi state games, obviously we don't know the status of Tommy Stevens, but the bulldogs got a buy after this game. So, if he sits this week, he'll have essentially a month to rest up before they play Tennessee. So I think that might be the game plan down there. But Mm -hmm. it's also much difficult to pick these Mississippi State games because of these damn suspensions that are hanging over their head. And we saw a player like Willie Gay, he may be their best defensive player, Shane. He sat out the first couple games they insert him in the lineup against Kentucky and then what's he do? I, I, it was like the second play of the game he's got a pick six he's the he's a difference maker. So mm-hmm. is is this a game where they play him or do they play him against teams they think uh, you know they should beat? I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know how they play that game. He's only got you know some of these players have only got a few games they can play in, so it's very hard to kind of pick these games cuz you don't know which games are going to allow these kids to play and which they're going to sit them. Right. And I think with Tommy Stevens, likely not to play in this one. And that's not not that I've necessarily heard that he's out or anything, but it just seems like it's kind of the the status quo down there is kind of the same stuff we're hearing that he you know he could go, he couldn't go. I don't know. They're being very you know, now it's a different injury. They're saying it's different stuff, they're not really saying much at all. So I think kind of like you, I think they're going to give it to the bearded Schrader, see what he can do here against the, on the road against one of the best defenses in the SEC, Shane. And I I love Kylan Hill. You know, I think he'll have some success. But I just don't think Mississippi State is going to score enough to keep this game interesting into the fourth quarter. Uh, I think this Auburn defense has got something to prove in this game after getting shredded by Joe Moorhead last year. And now that we've seen this Auburn offense—I uh, heard a stat that uh, they are leading the nation right now, Shane, in rushing yards in the second half, which mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of an interesting stat. You know, that lets you know that uh, the offensive line and the running backs are really wearing down on opponents in the fourth quarter, and that's something that with a Mississippi State team that's not doesn't have all their guys available because they're probably going to be sitting a couple of them. Uh, that's going to be a factor in this one for me, Shane. So I got Auburn winning this one, 24, Mississippi State 13. So I like the Tigers to slightly cover and, of course, win this game. And uh, I'm just glad you're on the other side of it, Shane. <laughs> was, that, was there no hop videos for this
0: thing? that I, I didn't see any. Uh, no, I couldn't find any. Oh, it's disrespect, man. Maybe Mississippi State wins this thing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, man, it's a tricky. It's a tricky little ball club at Mississippi State, man. I, I just think. I'm not saying Auburn's looking ahead to Florida or anything like that because this is a night game. You know, I think I think they're gonna. It's going to be hard to overlook this one. This is a team that beat them last year. You know, so.
2: I think, the, I think the look-ahead factor. I don't think that really exists in the SEC West. You know, because any yeah. of these teams can can beat you.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Now let me ask you
2: Mike, uh, you got any parlays on this bad boy? Well, this is a rough week here shade so there's not many to go with i I certainly like Arkansas that's probably my favorite bet of the week mm-hmm. because I like them and the points and then uh, this Auburn team I kind of like them. I know that's 10 10 10 and a half depends on where you're getting it. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a bit of a closer one so th- those are kind of the only two that I'm feeling. Really good about Alabama, the spread's kind of too big in South Carolina. We just don't know the status of Holinsky and this Vanderbilt Northern Illinois. I'm not really feeling too confident about those. So, uh, for me, Shane, this is kind of a stay away from the parlay this week.
0: I got you. Well, if you want to uh, make some money, (laughs) I've got my parlay set at Arkansas with the spread, I've got Vandy with the spread. And I've got my $100 lock of the week, South Carolina, with the spread. <laughs> Haven't you picked on those f-
2: poor Gamecock fans enough, to-
0: <laughs> Yeah, but I'm due. They're due. We're all due, buddy. I'm telling you, if not, me and Champ, we're going to have a little chat after this game about his <laughs> next stop. <laughs>
2: All right, Shane. I think that's a great place to end this one. Uh, thank you, as always, for joining me. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, if you made it this far, you take a step further and give us a five-star hearts on uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever the hell it's called now. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for us, Shane. Uh, I'll catch you on the next one. All right, see you guys. Go balls.
1: Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather.
2: Happy, Happy trails, trails to you. i'm up on my people's steed. all right ready that fans it's not very loud but it i notice when i do the editing it does leave a slight hum (laughs) yeah it does so i just don't want that on there we don't we don't want no hummers on this pod mike
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh it's just about to get crazy